Indiana up two, 1.7 to go. The next one is short. On the floor, Indiana is going to win the game. The Illini will get ready for the NCAA tournament, but they are out of the Big Ten tournament. And Indiana may have just put themselves in. 65-63, Indiana to the Big Ten semifinal. Pain. Just a little bit of pain today. The Illini take an early exit from the Big Ten tournament, losing to Indiana 65-63. Welcome into the Fasteners Etc. postgame show here on News Talk 1400-939 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Evan Kahn, Mike LaTulip here with you. Breaking it all down on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. First, we start with our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management for half a century. They've been a part of every one of our Illini football and basketball postgame shows. Cozad Asset Management striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. We welcome in former Illini Mike LaTulip and, uh, yeah, just uh, a, a little disappointed in the Illini's outcome here today. Yeah, look, you, you got to make layups, right? You got to make layups. You got to make free throws. And uh, I thought the defense, once again, and I know this is going to fly a little bit under the radar because of those free throws and layups. I thought the defense, once again, was tremendous. Um, really kept them afloat. You know, you need some better decision-making down the stretch. Uh, and, and look, now you rest up and, and you prepare for for the real thing, right? Yeah, the, the season's not over. This is no longer years gone past where this is where your season ends. Bigger games ahead, you would have liked to see the Illini make some layups, make some free throws, get some good mojo headed into that. But they're still Big Ten regular season champs, but nobody's going to want to talk about that today as they lose to Indiana 65-63. Let me make something abundantly clear before we get to the, to the call line. If your argument today is that somehow the Big Ten tournament results impact the NCAA tournament results. (laughs) It's just not true. I mean, we saw it the other side last year. It's just not. And and we can talk about the game. We can talk about some things that need to be cleaned up. But go back to last year. Go back to last year's Final Four. Baylor won it all. They lost in the second round of the Big 12 tournament. UCLA lost in the first round, right? They're another Final Four team. Lost in the first round to Oregon State. Barely got in. Yeah, 2020, no tournament. 2019. Virginia wins it all, right? Yeah, they lost in the second round to Florida State. And Texas Texas Tech, also Final Four team, lost in the first round to West Virginia. Like, this isn't... If you want to talk about the game, fine. If you want to talk about what translates to the NCAA tournament, fine. But to sit here and say, like, oh, early exit because of today's game is just crazy, especially coming off a Sunday night. We want to hear from you on the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. Text in your thoughts as well on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Not the result you wanted, but it ain't over yet. We're going to break it all down next. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn. 
on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, your hosts for the Fasters Etc. postgame show, Evan Kahn and Mike LaTulip. Right wing, Plummer for three. Got it. Right out of the gate. Plummer, who had 15 in the win over Iowa, hits a three on the right wing. Frazier back to his right to Hawkins. Drives on Thompson. Back to Trent. Right wing three. And he got it. And they align iron two of two from three. Yeah, y- y'all remember when Illinois started two of two from the field? Uh, it did not go the rest of, that way for the rest of the first half or, or really the second half either. Uh, couldn't knock down a whole lot of shots outside of Coleman Hawkins and the Illini fall in the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament. 65-63 Indiana advances to face the winner of Iowa and Rutgers, Illinois. Goes home, is waiting for Selection Sunday to figure out where they are headed next week. Lots of lots of thoughts coming in here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Many a, a woe-is-me fan, but that's okay. I know how you feel after losses. Let's go to the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. Jim is calling in from Rocker, Rockford, if I can get that out right. Hey, Jim. Hi, guys. How are you? I haven't talked in a while. How are you? Oh, I'm just living the dream, man. So uh, right before you went to break, you were talking about, uh, you know, Big Ten champions lose today, can rest up for the tournament. Well, Illinois had five days to rest up for this one. So if that's the basis we're going off of, maybe rest isn't that important of a thing. Statistically, I think I read, and you guys can correct me, they were 10 of 22 in layups, 1 of 3 in dunks. They shot 36% as a team. I think they were 63% from the free throw line and they didn't score a field goal in the last 503. And so while some of those are certainly anomalies we haven't seen this year, the thing that disturbs me most is not scoring a field goal in the last 503. And as we know, every level of basketball, there are runs. Both teams have runs. But I, I can't recall an Illini basketball team that's considered to be this good that consistently goes on runs where they don't know how to put the ball in the hoop. And to that end, at some point, it's a trend. In other words, it's the norm. Just get used to it. This is who they are. And it's those sort of things, whether Illinois is a 4 or a 5 seed, they're going to open against a 12 or a 13, and you guys know it. Every year, there seems to be one, maybe even two upsets in that space. And this is what happens. It's because teams, for whatever reason, mentally, I'm guessing, can't get out the schneid. They go through these runs. They can't fight out of them. And before you know it, the buzzer goes off and you've lost. And so I guess to Mike's original point here about teams who have lost, like Baylor last year making a run, look, I'm not silly enough to think this team's going to go deep. But the point is, when you're losing a game like this, you lose the Loyola game last year, which means Underwood's now 0 for 2 in his last two tournament games, you start looking at trends. And my take is this is what we're going to have with this team. So I'm just trying to go into it with anything is gravy because I'm not expecting anything – based upon the trends we've seen this year. 
I've got to turn my mic back on. Appreciate the call, Jim. You can call us on the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. Gary's hanging out in Champaign. Good afternoon, Gary. Hi. Hello. Uh, to, yeah, hello. We got you. Hello. I'm here. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you on the air. Okay. Uh, two things. I, I have a, and I'm not sure about the ruling. Uh, there with about a minute and 50 seconds to go, uh, and then Coleman tipped the ball up in the air. Those guys stole it. They run down. The, the guy goes down the floor. He's in full possession of the ball, and then he loses it out of bounds. At that point, we take over. The shot clock does not uh, click back to 20 or 30. It goes to 17. Why is that? Yeah, I was kind of confused on that. I guess they said that Indiana didn't get possession of the ball. Which is what? crazy. The guy dribbled like, like four or five times yeah. down the floor, then he gets within a foot of the basket and loses it. He has full possession. Why, do we, why does the shot clock not reset? No, That's I, like I, crazy. Yeah, I was confused on that, too. I, I thought he had possession, like you said. He, he dribbled it. It wasn't the most coordinated of dribbles, but it, it looked like he had the ball. But, um, yeah, I, I thought the shot clock should have been reset there, but uh, it was not well, for it, whatever it reason. It reset. It, goes, it went to 30, and then they it took went it to back. 28, and then it went from 28 to 17. Yeah. Should have been 30. Um, you know, the shot, the, the, whoever was doing the shot clock thing, uh, I don't know what, what that was all about. Anyway, num- number two... At the very end, when Jackson missed a free throw uh, at the end, and we got the ball, Coleman Hawkins, I mean, Jackson pushes him out of the way before he could get the ball. Seri- I mean, physically pushes him out and goes down before he can even touch the ball. I thought that might have been called as a foul, but I guess the official didn't think so. Yeah, I, I, I missed that one at the end. but uh... Yeah, it's a, you know, he misses the free throw, it gets tipped, and then they're scrambling for the ball, and then, Mm-hmm. Coleman is is going right for the ball and gets pushed. You know he's, he's down low and he gets uh, Jackson pushes him out of the way, uh, and he goes down on the ground and doesn't you know can't even touch it. So anyway, that's that's all my comments. I don't want to be you know negative about what we're going to be doing or not, but I think hope you know we have to be positive. So and the last caller thinks we're it's like all doom and gloom, but anyway, um, you know I mean we're in the tournament. That's what's great. All right, that's all I had to say. Hey, March is quirky. We appreciate the call, Gary. You can phone in your thoughts on the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. I promise I'm going to get to a lot of these text messages that are rolling in, but we've got a a full phone bank, so we go back there over to the big city. Todd's with us in Weldon. Hey there, Todd. Hey, how you guys doing today? Hey, we're we're getting ready for the weekend now. Not the, the way we planned on it, but it's almost the weekend. No, you know, and I agree with you there, but uh, the first caller, I got to tell you, um, you play the games for a reason, and I'm sure everybody in Indiana will tell you that right now. Uh, This team has proven over the course of the season they can play with the big boys like Arizona and them. Even in a loss, it was close. This team just has to show up and play like they're capable of playing. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you can you can make free throws, you can make layups. They they've done it in the past. And um, one other thing, because um, like I said, we we are the Big Ten regular season champs, and and I expect uh, I expect us, you know, maybe not to win at all. That'd be great, but I expect a deep run from us in the NCAs, 
And my last question is I've been watching some of the high school games. Mm. Are there any of these players that are playing in Champaign uh, for the high school um, championships, are any of them on our uh, radar recruiting-wise? Uh, I, I asked Lauren earlier today, as far as commits, there are no commits playing in here in here in Champaign. Uh, Ty Rogers and the St. Rita team made it to the Elite Eight. And, and as far as guys that they're looking at on the edges or, or maybe some up-and-comers, no, none that I, I know of. Okay, hey, uh, that's really about it. Um, hopefully uh, we can clean up some of you know our sloppy playing mistakes. And... Um, Come tournament time, we'll be ready for our opening round game. Hey, we appreciate the call, Todd. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yep. yeah look, we, we, we tend to do this thing where we love to project out into the NCAA tournament after a loss, right? But I, I've been on these airwaves after a win, and no one ever comes on and says, oh, man, after I, what I watched tonight, we can make a deep run. It's always we can't make a deep run after we lose. So it, what, do you, what, what if you're an Auburn fan today? You just lost Texas A&M. Um, who's also on the outside of the bubble. So I'm assuming there's probably some Auburn fans who are, who are doing the same. Look, you, you got to look at what tends to translate. This team has proven that they can make shots. Now they have to do it. And if you're Alfonso Plummer, if you're not going to shoot, your value drops immensely. Yep. Uh, you know, they can make shots. You need to get J- Jacob Grandison back healthy. But, you know, Coleman Hawkins is emerging. And um, you have the size. You have the length. Uh, you have Kofi. Uh, it's going to come down to the point guard play. It's going to come down to decision-making in the last two to three minutes of the game. And, and I think Illinois proved over the, over the course of the season that they can do well in that department, um, especially Trent. Like this, that was an aberration today with Trent. Mm-hmm. Throwing the ball out of bounds at 11 seconds, that's not Trent Frazier. So I think when you get to the tournament, having those older guys, having experienced guys, um, Illinois, the way that they're constructed, now they have to go out and play the game. But the way they're constructed, it's constructed like a team that can make a deep run. Uh, but that means Jack if, if, you know, when it comes to the actual game. So got to go out there and do it. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think right now they're in a position defensively where, where they can really, really at least keep teams at bay. Uh, I think that's the thing. You give, you give your offense a chance when your defense is, is clicking like they are right now. So um, if all you have to rely on is making some layups and making some free throws, you're in a better position than most heading into the NCAA tournament because some teams are – really taking a slide defensively, and that's not Illinois right now. And, and what was frustrating today about the droughts, and we've got plenty of texts about those, I mean, Illinois was getting good looks today. This wasn't one of those situations where it was just a, a pass and a shot or, or guys were forcing things. They were getting good looks, and then they weren't falling. And then guys are getting those looks again, like you said, and then they're not taking them, and, and you get two or three extra passes, and, and then you, you've taken yourself out of the whole flow of the offense. So it's there. It's there. It was just not there today for the Illini. Back to the First State Bank fan line. Scott's calling in from Bloomington. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. Uh, Obviously a a disappointing loss. Not the way we wanted to go out. Uh, We're not on the road to nine wins, but hey, we got got six wins in us, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mike, you know, you you hit the nail on the head there just in the last couple of minutes on, on the things we've got to do and, and what to expect and fans, you know, we, we lose and, and all of a sudden the, the sky's fallen. So, you know, obviously the missed layups, the untimely turnovers, the missed free throws, all, 
all things that, you know, we wish we wish we would have been able to get better, um, get done. But, uh, you know, the, the first caller, you know, I, I don't know what, what he's trying to say with, you know, okay, now Underwood's, you know, 0 for 2 for his last tournament, two tournament games. Like, it doesn't matter. It's two different teams. It's, you know, this team is – how many? so here's a question for you guys. How many games have we actually had everyone healthy this year? One. Three? One. I think one. I think, I think it was one. Cincinnati. The okay. first, the first game Cooking was back. Ironically, it was Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we have not had all of the pieces together. And, and um, you know, it, I guess maybe I'm wearing rose-colored or orange-colored glasses, but this team's built to make a run. We've, nobody can match up with Kofi. Um, we're not going to be facing teams that know us inside and out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think I think we've got a shot to make a run. We've obviously got to make our layups, make our free throws. But um, I was I was really encouraged. I I loved the energy that Andre brought. Um, that that pass to Coleman, where Coleman missed the layup, unfortunately. But oh my goodness, how how awesome was that? That was um, making the rounds so, on, on everybody's pages on social media. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So. Anyway, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. I would have loved to have seen us win one or two and, and, you know, maybe get a little bit higher seed, but it's all, it doesn't matter now. Let's, let's get our, let's get our, uh, seeding and figure out where we're going and let's go win six more. Yes, sir. Hey, appreciate the call, Scott. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to hearing from Steve and Simeon and all those guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if folks were able to to check out the game, or, or maybe they're just hanging out and lurking in the post game because it, it it is still a work day and, and people couldn't necessarily watch the game. But yeah, I mean, you go you go back and forth. Uh, this was possibly definitely was Coleman Hawkins' biggest offensive game. You, you you love the energy that he brings. Kofi, he was steady Eddie. He was grabbing boards left and right. Demonte was Corbello. I mean, this dude is taking off. I I I. I well, as I said last post game and two months ago, and I'll keep saying it for the next two years that Andre Corbello is here. He is your best point guard in the last decade, 15 years at Illinois. The more he's on the floor, the more comfortable he gets, and and, and the offense works better when he's out there. He was only one of seven from the floor. Everybody's going to remember him missing the layup at the end, but nobody was making their layups today, and... The biggest point when Illinois wasn't even getting field goals off was when Corbello was not on the floor. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is when you look at Corbello, I mean, I know we keep moving the goalposts, right? You know, as he turns the ball over, and then he has one turnover in 28 minutes. and, 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 and <laughs> One. Dude, one turnover. <laughs> one turnover in 28 minutes. Um, and that's a positive, right? That's a positive going forward. I thought he was a lot more sound with his decision-making. I know the one that he had was just kind of like, ah, he's trying to force it into Kofi. Um, but look... I, I thought Curbelo kept him in this game. You know, the, the skip to Coleman for the three, you know, the pass to Coleman on that. You mentioned that pass to Coleman that, that led to two free throws, two really good entry passes to Kofi under the basket, strips Trace Jackson Davis, takes the charge in the open floor on like a four-on-one, and then I mentioned the one turnover. And, you know, I, I get it. Defensively, if you're watching that game and the only takeaway you have from Andre Curbelo defensively is that Galloway beat him off the dribble one time for a layup, 
then you're not watching the rest of the game because the rest of the game, he's incredible. I mean, he's, his instincts and, and, and what he's able to put together on the defensive end, complementing Trent, like we know what Trent can do. And when you have another guy who's that potent getting through screens, uh, it makes his team so much more dangerous. And that's why defensively, it, I, that's what's going to lead them. That's mm-hmm. what's going to continue to propel them. And anything you get offensively is icing on the cake. And Coleman Hawkins, you mentioned it, his emergence – and, and I get it, 18 points. That's a, that's a big, big game for Coleman Hawkins. Now, what you want to see out of Coleman Hawkins is, hey, you provided scoring this game, but you're not our score. Like, we mm-hmm. still need you to do those little things that you do, energy and effort, like whether it's 18 points or four points, like that Coleman Hawkins handprint still has to be all over the game in the energy and effort department. So I'm excited to see how he takes that confidence. And he should, catch and shoot. He's going to have open ones. He's going to have open ones because teams aren't, aren't guarding him. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited to see how he kind of parlays this into, into some better performances too. And um, look, uh, and then DeMonte, I know he was, he was a monster on the glass. Corbello, 10 rebounds. Kofi, 10 rebounds. They out-rebounded them. They kept them the four offensive rebounds total, which is great against an Indiana team with Race Thompson and Trace Jackson Davis. So, look, there's a lot of positives to take. I know the scoreboard doesn't reflect that. Um, but shoot. Uh, you know, relying on just layups and free throws. You're, you're probably in a good spot. Just got to knock them down. We'll take one more call here on the First State Bank fan line before we name our MX electrifying player of the game. Next up, Mark's with us in Urbana. Good afternoon, Mark. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Good to talk to you again, except for the law. <laughs> um, I, it, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that, um, we we need to uh, I worry about our size sometimes uh, and who we match up um, with um, coming up. Um, but I think I was they gave it a, a good try. Uh, Indiana was their defense uh, was just uh, you know they're not easy and and what lost it for us I think was free throws. <laughs> if we could have hit some free throws, yeah. Uh, you know, I think we would have been fine. So hopefully we'll just fine tune that and, and, uh, and, you know, now it's, it's, it's real for real now. So hopefully, uh, we could bounce back and, and, uh, take one game at a time for sure now. So, and I, and I'm thinking that we're going to get a four seed if possible, I guess still. So what do you, you guys thoughts? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the call, Mark. Yeah, I think seed-wise, I would be really, really shocked if they slid to the five. Yeah. I just think the regular season championship is held in such high regard to the committee, and you've seen that over the years. It's part of the reason why Wisconsin lost to Nebraska and just is sitting there at the two seed. Um, and you know, Indiana's and, win today puts them as a tournament team, right? And you can't, yeah, you can't have it both ways, right? Like you have a bubble team that wins and beats you, and now they're a lock because that's how you're viewed as a team, right? Yeah. You know, you're viewed as the team that gives this team a lock because they beat you. So, you know, I, right now I think Lenardi has them as the second four seed. I think still, even after the Indiana game, <laughs> second four seed. So um, Auburn's out. Uh, you know, there's a couple other teams that have bowed out pretty early. Like in Alabama would be a type of team that would kind of pop up in there. They lost yesterday. So there's a lot that can happen over these next couple of days. I just, I just have a really hard time seeing them falling off that four seed, that four spot. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and 
as Mark pointed out, we kind of forget that, that Indiana was one of the best defensive teams in the Big Ten, and, and I still thought Illinois was creating good shots got really for themselves. Good looks. Yeah, got yeah. really good looks. So yeah, like that's that in the first half. That's what when I was watching the game. It's just man, quality of looks is absolutely in Illinois' favor right now. I thought Indiana had just a lot more tougher shots. Now, just because you get better quality of looks, you still have to convert them, mm-hmm. and that's the issue here. Like it wasn't quality of looks wasn't the issue today. It was converting those quality of looks. So, like I said, and I'll probably say it three more times on the air today, <laughs> but if that is your biggest concern is converting open shots and quality looks around the rim, I don't know. I don't know. There's there's some teams who are getting beat on the glass big time going into the tournament. That's a concern. Illinois doesn't have that. You know, there are teams that are turning it over at a high rate. Illinois doesn't have that. You know, they've, they've really shirted up in that department. So, look, I mean, that's not to say that they can't lose in the NCAA tournament. Of course, it's March. Anything can happen. But you put yourself in a position by doing those little things, taking care of the ball, rebounding at a high level, defending at a high level. And they, they've checked all those boxes, um, you know, here the last few games. So that's certainly a positive here heading into March or yeah. heading into the tournament. And, and, and one last point that, that Mark made before we, we name our player of the game and you you worry at times about the size, considering they, they run three guards out there that are six two. But now that Coleman Hawkins is starting to step up, that gives you that that's the guy you've been looking for all year to add length. And, and Jacob Grandison is out right now, and Demonte didn't even play very big minutes. And we know he plays bigger than than six four, and he can guard those kinds of guys. So you get you get Grandison back. Hawkins keeps playing like this. I I, I think the the size kind of things will will kind of work themselves out. In last last point, you need to get some sort of net positive from Omar Payne. You have to. Yes. Any like anything, anything. I get it, and I don't mind. You know, if you have, he's got five fouls, he's only going to play eight to ten minutes. Use I mean, you want two on the same possession, probably not. But as long as he's physical, the problem with Omar Payne right now, he's just indecisive. Mm-hmm. And when you're indecisive, you're out of position. When you're out of position, you get fouls, and, and that's that's the problem. And I think he just needs to settle in. We've seen it the the Nebraska game at Nebraska. He's he can be a big part of this in his six to ten minutes that he may play. So. Need to get something more than more than a net negative, which is which is kind of what he's been the past couple weeks here. Only five points off the bench today for the Illini. All of those coming from Mister Andre Corbello. Okay, this one's kind of tough. We've got to name our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs. Call two one seven three five nine seven two nine three to schedule your project. And remember, relax. Call Max. We, we've touched on a, a, a couple of them. Kofi gets a, another double double at twenty three and ten. Coleman Hawkins goes off. Four of seven from three finishes with 18 points, four boards, and two assists as well. Trace Jackson Davis had a, a period there in the second half where he just could not miss. He was putting Kofi in a blender and, and, and making layups left and right. Uh, it's it's hard to to give it to an Illini in a loss, but this is an Illinois-based postgame show, and, and I still thought Kofi dominated the interior from beginning to end, and, and sometimes they, they struggled getting it to him. Otherwise, he, he might have gone off for 30 today. Yeah, it seemed like him and Trace Jackson Davis had like a blood oath at some point <laughs> in the mid-second half to just kind of let each other score. Look, those are two really tough t- tough players to stop. And although Indiana was was crowding Trace Jackson Davis, or, or although Indiana was crowding Kofi, it didn't seem like 
Illinois was really selling out to to crowd Trace Jackson Davis. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Kofi's capable of being on an island and doing that. But uh, you're right. I mean, I think Kofi two big free throws too. I mean, yes. about seven foot two eighty knocking down those two free throws to uh, to to give them the lead. Right? If I if I really, um, yeah. I, I mean, those are those are ones that you got to have. And in, in a moment where they're not making many free throws, Coleman was outstanding as well today. You know, we know that. Um, I mean, it could go either way with this. Yeah, Co- if you want to go TJD, like I understand all three. <laughs> Kofi hit, f- hit four of his final four. Coleman knocked down a, a couple free throws late, did give him that 63-62 lead before Indiana uh, eventually overtook it. Um, just because I'm in a giving mood and, and I've got a combo highlight here, we're going to give it to both of the big guys. Kofi Coburn, Trace Jackson Davis, all-conference, all-American type of guys going at it in the paint today over in Indianapolis, and they will be our co-MX electrifying players of the game. All right, let's go. Frazier, lob, Kofi, under the basket, spinning up and in. There we go, finally. On a mid-court pass to Kofi, finally found his way. Kofi with 11. Xavier Johnson, jump pass, Trace Jackson Davis on the pick and roll, and Davis with a slam. He has eight, 37-36. Illinois by one. Frazier, bounce pass, Kofi at the other end. Layup good. And we trade layups. I'm pretty sure Trace Jackson Davis had another layup on the next play. So it was back and forth, back and forth. Big fellow from Illinois finishes with 23 and 10. TJD with 21 and 7. Also had three assists in there for the Hoosiers. They get our MX Electrifying players of the game here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. We've got a whole bunch of text to catch up on. Still got the fan line open. Fasteners Etc. postgame show. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217 217- 356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357 Out top Hawkins for the tie for three and he buried it well, that's a little further range but he got that one I'll take it Brian <laughs> Hawkins hit the big three late against Iowa ties the game at 21 timeout Indiana there's Coleman Hawkins knocking down his first of four three-point attempts after being indecisive on a three-on-one fast break and missed a layup. But hey, you come back and you knock down a, 30, a 25-foot shot. Things are looking a little better. Tied it up at 21 at that point, but Illinois falls 65-63 back here on the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Michael Tulip, Evan Kahn with you. I would like to to read some of these text messages, but uh, I, I honestly just uh, I'm not uh, gonna give them the time of day. Uh, just uh, not not very critical. Uh, um, what's what's the word? Constructive criticism coming. Um, Benny has a nice text. Don't forget the regular season. Mike Woodson putting things together. Although I thought Indiana, Indiana, talk about an up and down team. They they just lost at home about a week ago, and you thought that they were out of it. And now the, the last sixty minutes of play, they've really turned it on. Maybe when you realize your season's almost over, things kind of happen like that. 
Um, points in the paint were a, a big one because Trace Jackson Davis went off. Uh, 36 of Indiana's 65 points came in the paint. Illinois only 24. We've already touched on the number of missed layups. Um, yeah, these are a, a little wordy, and uh, we've gone into them. Problem is the offense. Yeah, refs did not beat Illinois today. You'll love to see that. Thanks, 309 Texter. Let's go back to the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. Rick's ringing in from Longview. Hey there, Rick. How are you doing today? Hey, we're here. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, the reason I was calling, there about with about a minute left in the game, we came down the court, and they passed the ball, and it was kind of tipped. Uh, kind of a lazy pass, and when it went down to the Indiana end, they took a shot, and uh, then it went off Indiana out of bounds, and so we got to throw the ball in. Now, here's my question, the real question. Why did the, why didn't the shot clock reset? Yeah, we were, we were wondering about they, that they earlier. Came, they, we don't they know. They came back in with 17 seconds left to to, to move the ball. Yeah, yeah, that one didn't make a whole lot of sense to us. Oops, sorry. Okay. It, sh- it should have reset well, the 30. It should have reset. Okay, it should have, but yes. it didn't. Yep. Okay, okay. All right, so somebody missed one. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, I mean that 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 you know that might have had a a little bit of influence as to whether we would have had a little more time to get get that shot off rather than being pressured. So, okay, all right, you answered my question. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call, Rick. Appreciate you ringing in on the First State Bank fan line. Um, yeah, it couldn't couldn't really fault the refs at all in this one. I thought they they actually called a a, a pretty even game. Uh, across the board fouls weren't really much of an issue it was just uh one little clock operation error which we're, we're no stranger to here in the big 10 we just played at purdue this year we know uh carl texan on the castle heating and cooling text line not the end of the day uh bigger tournaments ahead let's go on a deep run uh 217 texter has a question mike how does the team shake out of cold streaks well, everyone has them. I mean, every team has them. I think you notice it the most when it's your team. I mean, look at Iowa. Iowa scored ten points in the last eleven or in the last eleven minutes of that game on Sunday night, and that's the top five offense in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens. It, it, ha- it And here's the thing: the good teams that do it. I mean, go and watch any game. Sit on your couch today and watch any game tonight, and you will see most likely some sort of dry spell for four to five minutes of a field goal not going in. Um, it happens all the time. The good teams and the ones that still win games and the ones that still win regular season titles in the Big Ten are the ones that can guard uh, and, and not let those five minutes turn into you know, a game that's blown open and one that you can't crawl back into. So, look, it happens. I, I think, you know, take the Michigan game, for example. I thought Illinois did such a good job of blending ball screens, three-point shooting, feeding Kofi, I thought they had, that was the, probably the best all year that they've looked blending it all together. Because um, I've said before, I, I, I'm just a big proponent of mixing in the ball screens too. Because I just want I want Kofi to get looks that are that are different than just throwing it in mm-hmm. and him getting beat, 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 and, and having to lay it in over guys all game. Like that takes such a toll on you. 
you get downhill as a point guard, get one up on the rim, Kofi, like he did today, he gets a tip in, you know, he gets a, or maybe it's an alley. I mean, last year he had, I don't know, they ran a ton more ball screens last year with Io and, and Curbelo, and that's the reason why Kofi had 80-whatever dunks it was last year and has 49 this year. It's just different. I mean, there's a lot more four-out, one-in. It's a lot more throwing it in. Uh, but look, you miss Jacob Grandison. I'm sorry. You do. This is almost 11 points a game. It's your best post, post-entry post passer, and it's a 40% three-point shooter. That makes a big difference. And mm-hmm. I think with Coleman's emergence, DeMonte Williams didn't take a shot today. And he adds a lot in a lot of different areas. But offensively, he's just kind of more of a ball mover um, if he's not going to shoot. And then Alfonso Plummer, if he's not going to shoot, then you know now you're in some trouble offensively. So I think you get Jake back and with Coleman's emergence, that makes that – a pretty formidable lineup. I mean, offensively too, whether that's Trent, Plummer, Grandison, Hawkins, Kofi, or Curbelo, Frazier, uh, Grandison, Hawkins, Kofi. Like those are some some really really good offensive lineups and defensive lineups for that mm-hmm. matter. Going in going into the tournament, so um, that's why I'm, that's why I'm really really hoping we can get Jake back here for this stretch run. Yeah, I fully agree. I was trying to look. We have, we have a texture that says when, when Plummer isn't hitting his shots, the line I seem to have trouble scoring, and, and that kind of goes for when, when everybody's kind of missing the shots like they were today. The the line I struggled, and I was looking for a trend here in Plummer's scoring as far as wins and losses, but I, I really don't see it. He, he's scored twenty points in a loss. He's scored single digits in a win. Uh, he, he, he was kind of, you know, non-existent. And, and the biggest thing is him, he's on the floor to take open shots. And when he's passing those up for shot fakes and settling for longer twos rather than the, the threes that he set up to, to shoot, that's when that's when he starts struggling. Um, a couple more texts here. We'll name our peak and insurance beyond the expected moment. Um, Learn from your mistakes. Free throws win the game. Let's go. ILL 217 Texter. And then we've got the one and done in the NCAA tournament from 309 Texter. So we're all over the place here. And uh, yeah, so let's just go to our peak and insurance beyond the expected moment of the game. Don't fall behind early in the game. Build up a solid lead against the unexpected with peak and insurance. Visit peakandinsurance.com or contact a peak and insurance agent to start defending your assets. And we've said this for about five games in a row now, but uh, he did it a different way today. And that's Coleman Hawkins breaking out with the three ball and, and almost leading the, the Illini all the way to victory. Yeah, Coleman... Coleman was a guy today, man. You look at his emergence, and we've talked about it. I mean, he's just 6'10", long, active. But this is really the only thing that I'll say once again is he needs to understand, even after a game like this, the scoring that he does is icing on the cake compared to his effort and energy. He has to bring that every single game. Coleman has to be a guy that's dialed in, limiting any type of turnovers, fighting on the glass, keeping balls alive, getting in passing lanes like he does. That's Coleman Hawkins. And, you know, the more that he can grow at a steady rate into this role, hey, maybe next year he's a guy that you can count on for 14 to 17 points. Who knows? But this year you got guys in this team that, that can do it. But that still means being confident and stepping up into those shots like he does. Um, I said it before, he's going to be open. <laughs> guys are going to – they're going to leave him open, so he's got to make them pay and – Shoot, if you got your 6'10", pick and pop four that, you know, typically is, isn't guarded, making shots going into the tournament, it's a pretty darn good thing. 
So Coleman Hawkins goes off for 18 and 4, also added in two assists as well. He is going to get our peak in insurance beyond the expected moment in this Illinois loss. Now to Plummer with a drive, bumped by his man Finnessy. Shot clock at nine. Lob in the corner. Hawkins for three. Buried it. Coleman Hawkins with his third three of the game, and that's a huge shot. That one was much needed. Cut the lead from 6-3. to three. He eventually hit one that put him ahead 57-54, but Illinois loses 65-63. On Friday of the Big Ten Tournament, they'll be coming home waiting for selection. Sunday, we've got plenty of texts that we can still get to. Got the fan line open if you want to call Lynn. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show continues. There's Trent Frazier talking over the final turnover on offense for the Illini. Makes sense to me. It's disappointing the, the way it played out, but um, that's that's what happened. Um, it didn't look like that was the design play, and, and Trent called an audible, and, and Hawkins, what, what's what's the saying? He, he jagged when, when the other guy zagged or, or something like that, but... Uh, didn't line up. Illinois turns it over. They have to foul and they lose. Fasteners, etc. Post game show here with Mike and Evan. You can ring in on the First Eight Bank fan line 217-356-9397 as Gary has done calling in from Champaign. Hey, Gary. Hey, hi. Hello. I'm calling in again. I had, uh, I don't know, did anybody watch the, uh, the game with uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin? Towards last, the end, last when, Sunday, uh, Johnny Davis, Johnny Davis was driving in and kind of lost his balance, and the guy came in and fouled him mm-hmm. across the face, and they called it a flagrant. Yes, the guy got tossed out of the game, and it was a flagrant foul. Right. If you look at the uh, when uh, when Coleman Hawkins was driving to the basket, the guy comes in and slams him across the face, not even close to the ball, and they just called it a common foul. Yeah, I, I I missed that and, and that that call on Sunday. We we know kind of how egregious it was, but it, it sounds like that was a a back and forth affair that that the refs you know just kind of let go. And we we've regularly regularly seen Illinois players kind of get hit the way Johnny Davis did last Sunday, and, and not a whole lot happens when when you're a superstar. You you get different kind of calls. Right. Well, you know, I mean, Coleman just, I mean, he hit him square across the face with his forearm. Not, I mean, the ball was like a foot and a half away from that. And they, didn't, they just called it a common foul. I mean, Coleman, I mean, Coleman came up and was like rubbing his face and stuff. He should have laid down on the ground and pretended it was like worse than it was, I guess, <laughs> so they could review it. But whatever. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make that comment. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Gary. First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. I'll say this, too, and going and watching that Nebraska-Wisconsin game on, on Sunday, it's amazing with officiating at times how much storylines, and not just Johnny Davis being a player of the year playing into it, but earlier in the game, they will make a singular call based on what has taken place prior in the game. Earlier in the game, Johnny Davis on a rebound shoves Trey McGowan's in the back to the ground. Uh, Johnny Davis or Trevor Gons goes in for a layup, brings his elbow through Johnny Davis' face, lays it in. Like, there was some stuff brewing there between those two. So now when you go and you go swing for the ball and hit somebody in the face, if that wasn't Trey McGowan's, then you wouldn't think that there's any intent. Mm-hmm. 
But the fact that there's all this tussling earlier in the game, these refs then think that there's intent. So they throw them out to, to pre- you know, prevent any type of other spillover. I know we've mm-hmm. had some dust-ups in Madison this year. So uh, <laughs> it, it's weird to think about like that. And, and I'll go back and watch the film. I, I don't even remember the, that Coleman Hawkins play. I, mm-hmm. I'll have to go check that out. But, yeah, you're right. Sometimes you just got to go to the ground and grab your face and make him go to the monitor. <laughs> Uh, more text coming in. Uh, 309 texter wants to say Illinois sucks. So there you go. You got your airtime 309 texter. Um, I, Io is a point guard, but he also isn't a point guard. I would call him a passer. Well, more of a scorer passer and, and he'll probably be listed as a point guard. But as far as true point guards go, it's Andre Corbello, Dimitri McKamey, young Tracy Abrams, like, Corbello's a dude, guys. I, I don't know what you guys have personally against him. He, he really seems like the nicest guy in the world as well. So I, I just don't understand why people don't like Andre Corbello. But, um, you know, that's you guys' prerogative. So go with it. 815 Texter says Brad is not going to Kansas State. There is the obvious award of the week. I, I, I wouldn't believe anything that, that Twitter folks say. Um 312 texter wondering how many conference champions have made the final four. That's quite a bit of research uh, that, that I'd have to, to bang out here. I can't quite do this at this time. But as we were we were talking a, a week or so ago, a, a stat that, that came up on Twitter, something like the majority of national champions have lost sometime in the last couple weeks leading up to the NCAA tournament. It's not like... Every team that wins six in a row, uh, when it gets to the end, that they're already on a five or six or, or ten game win streak. Um, so, yeah, don't don't try to to project out one loss over an entire season. Although we do that a lot here on the post game show. Are, are they are they saying conference tournament or regular season? They saying conference tournament because conference tournament, like I said earlier, you know, it really has no basis on, on what you do. I mean, look, last year, yeah, Houston. Houston won the American, which they should have. Right. Um, you know, they go to a Final Four. Gonzaga wins the West Coast Conference, which they should, and they go to a Final Four. But the other two that were in the Final Four, they were playing in Power Five conferences, did not. Uh, Baylor did not, and, and UCLA did not. UCLA got bounced by Oregon State in the first round. And, you know, like I said, Baylor loses to Oklahoma State and Cade Cunningham. And, and going back to 2019, you know, Auburn, yes, Auburn did win the SEC Championship and get all the way to the final four. Um, but Michigan State, 2019, won the Big Ten tournament, got to the final four. But then the other two, right? Virginia lost in the second round, and Texas Tech lost in, the, in their first game to West Virginia. So it, it's a toss-up. You know, it, you, it does not have any bearing on what you do in the NCAA tournament because the NCAA tournament is its own thing. It's, your, it's completely different matchups. And that's most of the – if you make it to a final four, most times you need a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. Like you need a little bit of help. You're not always going to go through the gauntlet and make it all the way to the final four. You need some help. So if you're, and that's why I'm saying, you know, if, if Illinois was able to run the table here and, and make it up to that three, two line, probably more likely the three line, then you at least stay away from a one seed in the sweet 16. Um, but look, you were one seed last year and, and you didn't make it out of the second round. So now if you're any of these other teams, if you're in Oregon state who, you know, just kind of like, Oh wow, no, we're in the sweet 16 because other teams lost. Like that could be you this year. You know, you just never know for year to year what's going to happen. That, your Oregon State reference is perfect. That was a team that was on the bubble. They win that game. It, it, it 
gets them into the tournament and then oh yeah you know we just end up in the sweet 16 and I'm sure their post game show everybody was saying how bad the Beavers were and then you know they made a second weekend well here's the thing we this is what we try to do most times not only just as fans but if you're an analyst if you're you you take a team in the middle of December and say this is a final four team or you take a team and say this is not a sweet 16 team you know and then the 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 other side of it like Illinois lost last year in the second round to Loyola, the, Illinois was a Final Four team. Like, Illinois could have very easily made a Final Four team, or Final Four last year. They, they didn't because they lost to Loyola. And then if you look at Oregon State, during the season, you're not like, this is a sweet 16 team. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's all matchups. It's who loses to who. And, and that's why it's the best tournament in the world. So, like I said, just as much as you were on the bad side of it last year. You could very well be on the good side of it this year. I mean, you could have an 8-9 very easily this year, knock off a 1, and then play an 8-9 in the Sweet 16 to get to an Elite 8. Very possible. Very possible. Happens all the time. All about matchups, who you play, when you play them. 217 Texter agrees with me. Bello, he, this Texter thought that Bello had a, a good game and uh, – liked him on the defensive end we we talked about it for a number of post-game shows now Corbello's defense continues to get better we we know how good he is on the offensive end seeing his defense comes around is the best icing to to put on that cake um 217 texts are wondering if they're going to practice this weekend I I imagine they'll, they'll get some shots up and, and that sort of thing probably not all out sort of practices over the next couple of days you you don't have an opponent specifically to prep for so it's just kind of more about staying in uh, somebody wondering uh, about Kofi's boneheaded foul against Trace Jackson Davis there on the end that's that's gambling uh, that's a you going going for a steal we, we see a, a number of guys do it um, across the team and, and that was really one of the first times I've seen Kofi do that I mean he was 17 fa- feet away it wasn't even like a post entry pass it was a top of the key pass and, and he tried to steal the ball and it ends up being a foul yeah there's just no upside to doing that you know maybe you tip the ball maybe you tip the ball away maybe but if you don't then one it could be a foul and two if he does catch the ball and they don't call foul now you're leaning over and get trace jackson davis ripping with his left hand towards the basket which is exactly what you don't want i mean it's a guy who's a non-shooter you know let him catch the ball yeah he knocked down the he knocked down that one free throw jumper which is all the more reason why to give him another one because he's not gonna make another one um, you know, so, you know, being able to kind of lay off a little bit in that moment, it's just, you know, you gotta be level-headed and he just, you know, he made two big free throws, right? You make two big free throws. You now excited. he wants to make the crowd's next play. It, crowd's getting up. You just, in those moments, you have to try to remain as, as even keel as possible. But look, like those are certain things that you see during a game like this that you take and say, okay, all right, this is what we can improve on. This is what here, like Kofi probably knows now since that happened today. Hey, just I let him catch. Yeah, just and let him catch and now. Like, and now it doesn't blow you an NCAA tournament game. Okay, like you hope that these guys will learn from those little kind of knickknack mistakes. Um, you know, which is the beauty of it. You know, you take the loss, and this is what I was thinking too. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, man, lose by two today. We've had some skies falling stuff texted in and calling in. You know, you score three more points now. What? <laughs> you, well, you win the game, and it's that much different. You know, like you can't. You know, it's just like to have some perspective there. You know, like Does if we, if we change by game, the outcome. Just, yeah. you know, people are coming in and be like, oh, man, just way to gut it out. Great win. And 
you fall short this time and you, you move on to the next one. A texter says that they saw the the hit on, on Coleman as well and was yelling at their TV. So maybe it did happen. We'll have to go back and review the tape. The fan line is lit up once again. That's the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. Tony's with us here in Champaign. Good afternoon, Tony. Good afternoon, gentlemen. And you don't have to go to the tape. It happened. <laughs> Hawkins went in. And the guy looked like he was swiping for the ball, and he hit Hawkins in the face. I think our guys need to learn to fall on the floor like soccer players. MSL players act like they've been murdered. Got to sell the like moves. Curbelo. Yeah, well, like when Curbelo got elbowed in the chest, he should not just fall. He shouldn't have fallen down, but he shouldn't have, you know, pushed the guy back. I, but you know, everything is subjective for the officials. I mean, Hawkins got hit in the face. There's no doubt about it. You can go back and watch it. He got clocked. But it was an open hand, and I, you know, he was down holding his mouth for a second. Then he went to the free throw line like it didn't hurt him. If, but if he'd have fallen to the floor and act like he'd been murdered, then maybe something would have happened differently. But um, you need some you know, theatrics I, 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 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I, I agree with Mike about um, you know it just seems like you win by two, you lose by two. You're still going to have the people that call in and want to go back to the 2000. 2000 or whatever's where um, five years previous to un- Brad Underwood, where the Illinois made, oh, let's see, Illinois made the NIT, the NIT, no postseason. They made the second round this first year. And then. Uh, oh, NIT, I hear you. You're, you're talking about no my post-season. time there. I was there for it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, was there and, for it. Like, and, look, when my entire year, like my entire career, that we had a great, my freshman year, 2012, 2013, we're a seven seed, yeah. we're a, a BS call away from going to the Sweet 16 against Miami uh you know we had a really good team that year and the rest of the years that I was there it's amazing how the narrative changes I remember like when I was there and all all the talk from you know media and everything was all right where are they at on the bubble are they getting in all right their last four in all right their next four out like we're you know now we got to go get a win and my junior year 14 15 now we got to go get a win we have 19 wins and in order for us to probably punch our ticket we have to get a win in Mech. Right. Like it comes down to that. Yeah. And the narrative yeah. then was bubble, bubble, bubble. And now it's like, oh, we're going to drop to the five seed. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, have some perspective. Think about you know? this, that, uh, we, weren't we a one? Wasn't only a one seed last year? They were. Yep. Or, yeah. And uh, the previous year wasn't that season canceled, but Illinois was in contention for the Big Ten all the way up till the end. I mean, I think they yeah. ended the, up the very last week or something. Yeah. Yeah. Finish a game behind. Yeah, so, finish a game behind first. So, yep. last year they got a Big Ten tournament title. This year they get a Big Ten championship, and it's not good enough for some players. You just have no expectations. My advice is, if you have no expectations, why even bother watching? Go watch uh, that slimy, greasy guy down in Auburn. Oh, I forgot they lost today too. I bet their team has no <laughs> expectations either. I mean, it, it just it. You guys might be, I mean, I've, I've called a few times. I get really frustrated with people that just come in and they're just na- negative Nancy's, nattering nabobs of negativism. It's like, look at what Illinois accomplished this year with all those guys getting hurt. You got Kofi out for three games because he sold some shoes or whatever. Then you got Curbelo. How many games did he miss? Um, then you got Kofi out with a concussion. Then Bozeman and Bernanke out with a concussion. And um, Austin Hutcherson lost for the season mm-hmm. early. Um, you know, a lot of stuff, uh, and then Grandison with his shoulder, 
And you just, you know, I, I, Melendez, Melendez appendectomy. Oh yeah. Melendez. Oh yeah. Well, that's the coach's fault. (laughs) He should have been able to predict that and told him not to have that appendicitis until the off season for crying out loud. What's the matter with him? I mean, you know, the reality of it is I like the fact that Illinois is going to the big dance again on a regular basis. And I also like the fact that next year, the only team is probably going to be pretty good. Will they win the world? Maybe not. But at least they'll have an opportunity. And, I mean, the guys they have coming in, coupled with the guys that are going to return. I wonder about Austin Hutcherson. Do you think he's going to get another year? Is he he in his senior, super senior year this year? Well, I mean, he's been hurt. Heard every year, hasn't he? Yeah, we've got a actually had a texter who who just asked a, about Austin Hutcherson, and and my assumption is that he's going to come back and give it one more go. Like you said, I think technically this is like his fifth year of college, but since he hasn't yeah. played for about three years, I would think that maybe he wants to come back and give it one more shot. It just feels like he's kind of the Mikey Dudek of Illinois oh. basketball, where. He starts to shine, and he goes down with an injury that's a season-ending injury. It's really sad for the, you know, I feel bad for him, but at least he's getting an education, which is great. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can make it in the pros, but you know, uh, the Illini couldn't just just couldn't hit the broadside of the barn early. I wish personally, now I, I'm not coaching. I just wish I'd like to see the guys that are struggling shoot take two steps forward and try to make that shot first, or go in and get a couple layups, but. You got to give it to Indiana. They had a rock fight mentality, and that's one of the kinds of teams that Illinois that really had a difficult time with. You know, running up and down the floor. Um, you know, the Illini do better than they do with that rock fight. So, thank you, thank you for I'm making that point. Yeah. And this was a really good call, by the way. Appreciate you phoning in, Tony. Thank you. But I. I I know this is this my idea of basketball is playing 300 miles an hour especially when you look at Illinois roster they're built to play 300 miles an hour. I don't get why they don't push the ball more in transition. It's, it seems like it's only when Corbello's on the floor or, or Trent's able to to get it on an outlet when this team starts slowing down playing in the half court this is the kind of offense that you get. Well yeah, I think the the problem is, and you know how it would go if we're just exclusively getting out in transition and maybe shots aren't falling. And then they're coming now back. It's, now and it's why, why aren't we throwing it into Kofi every time? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just you got a guy that you want to work and, and, and put some stress on the defense. And look, you can't get out in, in transition if you don't get stops. And they were doing that today. And I thought, you know, I thought they were able to get some stops there with that second unit and, and run a little bit. And Curbelo obviously brings a, a different dynamic. Uh, you, you'd obviously like to see him finish a few more of those, but. Um, I thought he was great just making simple plays in transition. Uh, you know, just coming up, if he didn't have anything, he doesn't need to go crazy with it. You know, I thought, you know, you need to have a balance to anything you do in, you know, on the offensive end. Uh, you can't exclusively run all game. Uh, you can't exclusively just slow it down and throw it in. Um, you know, because when you, when you do that, when you, when you limit possessions, when you exclusively throw it in, now you really got to hope that shots go in because mm-hmm. you're not getting as many opportunities uh, to score the ball. So, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I, I agree. I mean, I, I'd love to see fast pace, run and gun, and <laughs> I like that they do it in certain moments, and it makes you a little bit more difficult to to scout for when you're a team that can do it multiple ways. We go back to the first State Bank fan line two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Jordan calls in. Hey, Jordan. Uh, good afternoon. Hello. 
I was uh, actually looking at more at Indiana, Indiana's prospects here as a you know a tournament. Uh, I was curious if you could remember. I was trying to remember when Illinois started out uh, in the bottom with no buys and you know made it up to. I think I'm pretty sure they played Michigan State in the championship game. Uh, I don't remember the year they did that. Uh, Bruce Back. Weber might have still been around then, and right in that same period, they started on the bottom, and I know they at least made the semifinals, and words, <laughs> they were fighting all the way to, you know, they had, they had a lot more incentive. They was playing for a lot more than, you know, what really what Illinois was playing for today. You know, Indiana had to win this game to get in. So, you know, there, there was a lot more incentive for them get this game, you know, and I say Illinois has done, <laughs> been in that position before to where, you know, if they had beaten Michigan State that year, they'd have, they, you know, they would have made the tournament. But, of course, Michigan State kind of hit them up pretty good, but, <laughs> you know, those teams, <clears throat> well, it's just like, uh, you know, we've mentioned Loyola. Loyola finished uh, fourth in the MVC this year, but they, uh made sure that they got back to the tournament. You know, mm-hmm. they, won the, they won the championship, the MVC tournament, to get back in. So, and, you know, you got to look at those, you know, look at it from that prospect, too. You know, Illinois really, they, they might have been playing for a seed today, but, you know, they're in the tournament where Indiana had to win today, you know, to get in there. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about that all, all week on Sports Talk. And, you know, going in, it wasn't going to be said outwardly. But like you said, Illinois won the regular season this year. They won this tournament last year. Sure, you don't want to lose. You never want to lose. I don't think Illinois went into this thinking, eh, it'll be okay if we lose this. Especially, you, you hear the tone of Frazier's voice at the end. He was very disappointed in himself. But you, this doesn't hurt Illinois whatsoever. Maybe, maybe somebody plays out of their mind the next couple days and, and moves up on the seed line. But mm-hmm. Illinois wasn't fighting for their tournament lives. If they win this tournament, sure, you know they walk away from here, king of the Big Ten. But they, they've got bigger fish to fry. You want to come back at me after a first or second round loss? I, I get it. I mean, we sat here and we did it after Loyola last year. But I, I'm going to wait for it to happen first before I, I turn to that that viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Now that I say that I, I was wondering if any of you any of you could remember that year that well, I, I'm I, not even sure uh, Bruce Weber might have still been the coach. You know, well I want to congratulate Bruce on his career too. I think he's he's done a great job for uh basketball. I wanted to mention that too. Yeah, absolutely. Love Bruce Weber. He's a really good guy. Hey, thanks for the call, Jordan. I, I think what he's referring to, either the year that, that Corey Bradford and, and the Illini went all the way to the finals, or, or maybe it was the, the 07 season when Illinois was like 16 and 19 in the regular season, and they ran in the Big Ten tournament all the way to the finals and then got smacked by Wisconsin. Yeah, it, it, it happens. Teams have different levels of what they're playing for at this point in time, and, and yeah, I, you know, it, I've been I, on both sides. Yeah. I've, really, I've been on both sides of it. You know, we were a lock and a six, six, seven, eight seed my freshman year. My sophomore year, we beat 
Indiana in the opening round game. Still didn't that, – that our ticket still was not punched. Very similar to Indiana today. And then we played Michigan with Nick Stauskas, and uh, he's the player of the year, and, and they were a one seed, and we you know were a three-foot Tracy Abrams floater from punching our ticket. And then junior year, <laughs> junior year, we play a decimated Michigan team who had absolutely nothing to play for because they weren't even making the tournament and we get smacked. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's really, no matter how you look at it, the game is still the game, you know, no matter what you have riding on it, you know, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't give, you know, it doesn't get, that's why this, this college basketball is so random. You know who, you know who won the, I maybe have to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure the team that won the ACC tournament last year was Georgia tech. Mm-hmm. And they are last place in the ACC this year. It's just, you know, it, it's it's interesting to see it because you could probably make an argument either way for any point that you want to have because that's how random college basketball can be at times. <laughs> we got one more call here on the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. Jeff's ringing in from New York, New York. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Aaron. How you doing? Um, I... Uh, just got to tune in because I had uh, some other things to take care of here, and I was glad to hear uh, some of the preceding comments. I was going to throw one out for you that uh, Mr. Tate made a few years back uh, during, a, I think, after a similar loss in which he said that uh, a week from now, this is going to be ancient history, mm-hmm. and uh, he's right. What I did want to say to you is something to uh, digress a little bit, but speaking of Bruce Weber, um, I happened to read the the Post-Dispatch because, uh, as I said, might have said to you before, I am a Cardinal fan. I won't hold it against you that you're not. Hey, I'm glad we all get to follow some baseball news again, so that's all right. Indeed. Indeed. Couldn't agree more. Um, If you get a chance today, go to their website, Read uh, Jeff Gordon's tip sheet column. It's about the coaching carousel, and um, there's some uh, allusions in there. At the end, he uh, lists some comments from other uh, other papers that talk about the coaching situation. And there's one in there that says that uh, the uh, coaching search to replace Bruce Weber would not be complete if uh, Kansas State did not approach. Brad Underwood, and they said that there's apparently a strong groundswell of opinion among K-State fans that they want to get him back. Um, At least they're strongly intimating that he's going to be one of the focal points, not the only one, but certainly one of them. And I wondered if you'd heard anything about that or, uh, you know, if that's, uh, you know, circulating in in uh, champagne or anything right now yeah that, that that's going around the twitter sphere and, and we had matt mccumber on yesterday who it, it kansas state is right if you're going to have a head coaching search how would you not go after one of your own alum who is doing it in the best conference in college basketball my my viewpoint of it is brad underwood isn't theo epstein He hasn't built up Illinois to a point where he's like, okay, I've done what I needed to do here. Let me go and rebuild Kansas State. That just doesn't sound like Brad Underwood when he says this was, you know, the job that he wanted. I I can't imagine that he's going to show up at a a 
press conference in Manhattan in the next couple months saying that he always wanted to be back in Kansas State. They should. They should absolutely approach him. And maybe they, they have $12 million laying around. But Brad Underwood set up for set up for a, a big raise. He's got the resources. He's got the arena. He's got something built here in Illinois. I I, I understand Kansas State's going to approach him. I just can't see Brad jumping ship for that. Yeah, why? Why wouldn't they? Why you know? Why wouldn't they approach him? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's funny too because if you look, there's a particular guy on this staff that was a part of the 2013 and 2019 championship regular season championship mm-hmm. in Kansas State, and it's and it's Chester Frazier. And I, I, I have no information. I have no idea. I know that he has aspirations of being a head coach, um, but look, like I think for Brad, I mean, what more could you want right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have it all at Illinois. Um, you're competing year in and year out for championships and look, the big 12, it's, you go back and look, right. Kansas has just kind of ran that thing. Um, Baylor's obviously emerging and it's a really tough league to win. Not saying the big 10 isn't a tough league to win. Cause it is, it's right up there with a lot of these different, with a lot of conferences, but yeah, absolutely. They should absolutely take a stab, but <laughs> is it, is it gonna, is it gonna work out in their favor? Probably not. I would think that, uh, the Kansas state job just as it is would always make you uh, second fiddle to Kansas right. in the state. For sure. And uh, I don't think Brad would want to be second fiddle to bill self. Evan, I will throw one other thing out to you. Speaking of bill self, as crazy as this season has been, you know, they're talking about there's 15 or 20 teams that could win the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. What would you think? if it came down to Illinois and Kansas in the championship game. <laughs> I mean, that's that's got storylines written all over it. The, the fact that Illinois and Kansas, uh, somebody could correct me, but I can only remember one matchup between the schools since Bill Self has left. Uh, me I, too. I, I think that's kind of been lost. That that would that would be something. I, I, I wouldn't put any money on it, but um, I, I would look forward to that game. Oh, that would just be one for the ages. <laughs> in, in any event, like you, I'm glad we've got baseball to look forward yes. to, and we've still got a little basketball, too. So uh, enjoy it. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're, we're going to finish this basketball season strong, and then it's in, into the best season that's summer and baseball. Hey, thanks for the call, Jeff. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. All right, there's Jeff on the First State Bank fan line. We need to get another break in here. We've got a couple callers holding on. Please do so. We'll come back. We'll get to those calls. We'll do our keys to the game. Illinois baseball coming up shortly. We'll check in with Scott Beatty here after we wrap the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say, let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. Rebound, Curbelo. He's been getting some big rebounds. Illinois down three with the ball. Curbelo out top, looking inside for Kofi. Spins it inside. Kofi up and in. Curbelo to Coburn for two, and the Illini back within one. 
There's a little bit of that transition offense I love oh so much from Andre Corbello taking one of his 10 rebounds out on the run. Kofi Coburn finishing at the other end. He finishes with a game-high 23 as Illinois loses to Indiana 65-63 in the Big Ten Tournament. Evan Kahn, Mike Latulip here with you for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Still a lot of participation here on the First State Bank fan line and the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 719 texter wondering if we will be covering the NCAA Tournament games here. Here on the station. Sadly, we can't carry the game broadcast itself. That will be, as you point out in your text here, CBS Westwood One. They will carry the game. As far as local pregame, two hours before tip, and of course the Fasteners etc. postgame show here after the game, you will be able to stream those. But for for the game itself, you'll have to be in terrestrial radio area in order to get Brian or Dion's call. We're still looking into that. I've got to think that there's a way that Learfield wants to get their call out there, but I'm not totally positive. So stay tuned here to the station as we have more information for you. But the, the firm answer is no as far as streaming the game broadcast itself. Okay, First State Bank fan line. Still got callers hanging out. 217 356-9397. Our friend Simeon rings in from Virginia. Uh, hopefully you, you were busy at work and, and you're not crying in your cornflakes. Yeah, I was at work, man. Yeah. I didn't see the game. <clears throat> but I recorded it. When I get home, I'll take a look at it. Um, but I, this was, I, I was listening to a little bit of the radio show when I came. and I just wanted to encourage the Lion Eye Nation that uh, I think we'll be okay. I hope Evan, you guys, and Mike, and everybody are ready to continue to broadcast through April. Yes, sir. Um, this just gives us a little bit more time to work on things. Um, you know, just imagine this team, if uh, we didn't have all of the injuries and Cabello would have been able to be a part of the team the whole year, um, where, would we, where would we be? So, um, uh, like anybody else, I wanted my cake and eat it too, but this time we're just going to have to eat cake without frosting. Um <laughs> because we did win the um, get the conference. So um, we just need to prepare for the uh, NCAA uh, tournament and have a deep run. And uh, I wish I had uh, some comments about the game, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, so if you guys want to fill me in, I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it was pretty close. Maybe we lost, we didn't shoot as many free throws as make as many free throws as we should have. I don't mm-hmm. know. It might've been something simple. Um, but when I get home, I'll watch it and, and, uh, I'll be able to, you know, know where we are. But I, I think we're gonna we're gonna be ready for the NCAA tournament. One other thing I'm gonna say, and then I wanted to hear what you and Mike had to say. It's gonna be good for us to get outside of the Big Ten. <laughs> I think the Big Ten does an excellent job of scouting each other. Mm-hmm. So it'd be good to get out and play other teams. And I think we're gonna be a, a, a nightmare scout for a lot of teams, especially if we're hitting our threes. Um, I don't know how we did today, but um, hopefully we'll get on track with that if we were off track. And um, with Coleman playing well and and Cabello, I think we're going to be a tough out. So um, I'll be listening to the show, and I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. Yeah, thanks. uh, Has Steve called in? Because Steve has been 
been hiding somewhere. <laughs> I haven't been able to reach him, so I was hoping maybe he might have called in or something. Uh, we we haven't heard from Steve in a couple weeks. Uh, it would be nice to to get a, a phone call from Steve in Peoria, but no, we have not heard from him. We look forward to him in in the tournament. And um, thanks for the call, Simeon. We'll, we'll just work backwards because I, I really liked this, and, and we're going to play it again. This is Brad Underwood's thoughts on playing another Big Ten team. Oh, and then he pots up the board so that you can hear what he says about playing the Big Ten teams. I'm tired of this league right now. I'm tired of these guys. He wants to play somebody else, exactly as Simeon was pointing out. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, you know, Big Ten play is nice and fun, but uh, the, the teams beat each other up, and, and you're going to be frustrated when you go back and watch the game, Simeon, because, yeah, it was missed free throws that, that we continue to talk about. It was missed layups, wide-open, easy-look layups that, that we were missing, and a couple boneheaded plays down the stretch lost it for the Illini. So, um I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the game too much for you. You know, we we aren't going to get a whole lot of basketball here in the months going forward. But um, it, it was a frustrating game here for the Illini today, and, and that's the that's the difference between uh, some of the the callers and the texters is we don't take it personally. You know, Illinois didn't lose just to spite us. Illinois lost, and they're just as disappointed in the loss as we are. So that's why I, I, don't, I don't wear these losses maybe quite as heavy as some fans do. Let's go back to the First State Bank fan line. Jack is with us. A lot of champagne callers here today. Hey, Jack. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, we're hanging in. Good, good. And I agree with you on this as far as the loss. It's, um, we won the league. Um, it's nice to win it all, but if anything else, not only will us give them extra rest for the big dance, which is more important for us right now because we don't need the big this tournament to get into uh, NCAA, but you know it's can be kind of a motivation thing too. Um, you know, the last few games our uh, our shooting has been way off threes and all that kind of stuff, and that kind of indicative a little bit i think of a, a team that's a little bit tired but i think most of the teams out here are mm-hmm. kind of tired but you guys are talking about a, a speed game and i totally agree with you the a problem that i think we've got and i'll take this team over most any team they're, they're fun to watch i mean it's been a fun year but they tend to play at the same pace mm-hmm. you remember the old wisconsin teams if wisconsin got ahead of you by eight points you'd never beat them you know, they would. They played super heavy defense. They'd run the clock all the way down, and they were very hard to catch up to. Well, it's kind of like we – what happens with us, uh, and don't, nobody take this that, you know, we don't want Kofi out there or whatever. No, but we should play him a little bit less because when he gets tired, our whole team slows down. And we can become very predictable. I'd like to see us at times go into a speed game. Uh, using the bench. That's all Kansas uh, or Texas Tech did it about, what, four or five years ago. And they ran everybody off the court. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, you know, have spurts where we do that and use our bench people along with the people out there, give them kind of a break. And then if you put Kofi back in and want to go, go to more of a half-court big guy game, then that's fine too. And I'd like to see Brad once in a while change up defenses. There's no reason we couldn't go into a, um, a zone once in a while then go right back to man-to-man. Um, throw a full-court press on somebody at, at a time of the game when they don't expect it. You know, their guys are all running down the other way, and we got these guys locked up on the other part of the court. Some of the time when we have had those 8-0 runs, I mean, whack, 
I mean, eight points just like that is been when Kofi's been on the bench. When we've gone to more of a speed game, and then we bring him back in, and I mean, obviously we need him. I mean, everybody needs a good, solid big man, and we got one. Um, then you can kind of work from there. Uh, it's hard with like today's game. It would have been very hard for us to rip off an 8-0, 10-0 run at the, at the pace we were playing, at least I think. So other than that, I, I'm having fun with them. What the heck? So... <laughs> What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think it's that balance that, that Mike was referring to earlier. And you, you, you want, like you said, you, you want Kofi on the floor. You want him on the floor 30 to, to 35 minutes, and sometimes it'll slow it down. A, a lot of that is, is Omar Payne stepping up in, in the minutes that he plays because, yeah, I think when he's on the floor, they play more of that style. When they play teams that aren't huge with, you know, Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson down low, you can play with Coleman Hawkins at the five as they did at the end of the Ohio State game and you can run and you can jump and you can play those different types of things as as for the defensive side I I I personally hate zone defense I think you play zone defense when you don't know how to play man-to-man defense I think Brad stresses how they play man-to-man defense and that wasn't really an issue today uh, maybe with different teams when, when you don't have a Kofi Coburn and, and the things are set up differently they might run some different things but I I, I don't foresee a, a zone defense coming out. They they could mix it up as far as a press. We we saw that from them the the last couple weeks. But that's just that, that that's not that was the style that he came in with. But as the roster has changed, so has the the, the teams the way that Brad coaches the team. And I don't know if I would see well, that. What do you I think? I was talking Mike? more about just once in a while, just throw something different, and even for a couple runs up and down the court. When you have a real fast team in there, you can beat big guys with a fast team because they don't like to run, and you can mm-hmm. you can wear them out. But I mean, I mean, put a real fast team out there. Yeah. But you got to keep big guys halfway fresh to do it. Then you can go back to, to the you know the other thing, see if it works. It may work, it may not. Uh, the zone thing that was just show them something different. If we if we were on this game here, could have gotten three or four extra steals or, or turnovers. I mean, we'd have won the game. So no, that's where I was going with that. Just do something they don't expect, get some cheap baskets, and, yeah. uh, and then go back to what you do. But uh, anyway, they all have all some time to figure it out. and um, I think they'll do real well in the tournament. But probably not win it, but I think they're going to look good. So that's good for recruiting. Yeah, hey, enjoy the ride. Really good call, Jack. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Bye-bye. There's Jack on the First State Bank fan line. I don't know if you had any thoughts on, on that, Mike. Yeah, I thought they did a little bit of that today. And you can't – here's the thing. you got to realize that once – if you – you know, basketball isn't a game where you employ or deploy one thing and it doesn't have a reaction on another thing, you know, or it doesn't have an impact on another thing. So if you want to be the team that runs and guns and gets up and down and, and, you know, I know you're saying it doesn't have to be every possession, but my point is then be ready to sacrifice some things on the defensive end. And I think that's that's kind of what Illinois is not – willing to do. And, and, and I agree with it. I mean, you, I think their defense has kept them in, it kept them in the Iowa game. It won them the Iowa game. Uh, it kept them in this game today. And I think when you go into March, when you go into the NCAA tournament, you just want to be in games. Like you want to be in the game. Uh, you know, you don't want to be fighting, all, fighting uphill because you can't guard, um, you know, but, and I think too, part of that's personnel. Brad Underwood shifted his personnel because of Kofi and, 
shoot, it's worked out pretty darn well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it, it really most has. wins and, in the Big Ten over three years. That's yeah, that's on that shift. Not and, good. And some, yeah, and some coaches are too stubborn to make those types of changes. It's hey, this is what I've been doing for twenty years. This is what we're going to do no matter who we have in. But the running. Yeah, look, look at the minutes played by the bench today. Okay, Curbelo played 28 off the bench. Goody didn't play much. Melendez didn't play much. Payne didn't play much. You're not going to run and gun for 40 minutes and and think that you're going to have guys, one, fresh for the game, or two, fresh to make a a stretch run here in March. So I think it's part of it is is looking at your roster and saying, hey, we're going to be a little conservative with this in terms of, yeah, opportunistic, I guess would be the word, getting out on the break. And I know Curbelo changes the pace, like I mentioned, but – uh, you got to have a little bit of balance to what you do, and you got to you got to protect and not sacrifice other ends of the floor uh, just to kind of get out and run and gun. Makes sense. Makes sense. We got one more call here on the First State Bank fan line before we get to our keys to the game. Bill's calling in from Edwardsville. Hey, Bill. A couple things, uh, real quick. Want to disagree with something Mike just said? I think good teams in the first couple rounds of the NCAA tournament. There's, the second halves are irrelevant. They've already run those team game throws, run those other teams off the floor. They're not just hanging around to stay in the game. Uh, second thing, has anybody asked Coach uh, about why the team isn't a particularly good shooting team? They since COVID hit, they rarely shoot 45 percent or better from the from the field, and without Kofi, they would almost never shoot 40 percent or better from the field. They're not a good shooting team, and they were built as such. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that's a good point. I, I I've been saying it most of the year. They the reason why these guys can shoot and Plummer, I, I think Plummer's a good shooter no matter where what part of the United States you drop him on, <laughs> um, he's going to be able to shoot the ball and he's proven that over his career. But a lot of these guys, when you look at their three point shooting numbers, it's pretty in line with their career numbers. You know, it it really is. And and then to go back to your point that you were disagreeing with me on, um, of course. If it's a 4-13 game, you don't want to just be in the game. I'm talking more about whatever what everyone cares about, which is making a Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four. Those are the games that you want to make sure that you're in. First first round or two, of course, depending on the matchup, yeah, of course you want to be resting your guys with eight minutes left in the game. But um, I'm, I'm referring more to going far, to winning those types of games against high major type teams. Uh, you need to be able uh, to have a little bit of balance. And if you are in the game, it's much better than not being in the game, you know, and getting blown out in a sweet 16 because you want to run and gun all game and, and not get any stops. So get, I get what you're saying though. Look at the way this team's constructed. A lot of it is around Kofi. Uh, they've won games without Kofi this year. Sure. But those types of games have been absolute rock fights. Michigan state at home, 56, 55. That's going to be the type of game this is if you don't have Kofi out there, because I'm not sure that there's going to be many shots falling. Um, but they're capable shooters. You know, if you leave them open, if they get hot, just like a lot of shooters. But look, I, I do agree that the way it's constructed, you know, they may be a little bit better shooters than I think you may be giving them credit for. But I think Kofi does play a huge role in that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call, Bill, on the First State Bank fan line, 217-356-9397. Let's name our keys to the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community, Hickory Point Bank Invested, and by Hickory River Smokehouse for Real Texas Barbecue. It's Hickory River Smokehouse. Dr- dine in, drive through, and pick up order online at hickoryriver.com. Your keys, Mike. It's converting. It's converting the easy ones. That's that's the key. I'm not even sure I'm going to get another one because uh, <laughs> that's that's really what it is. It's it's converting those and 
you know, free throws have been kind of up and down all year, but I will say this, you know, you got a couple 80 plus percent free throw shooters and that's better than some teams have. I think Kofi's shown that seven for eight today, you know, he can knock him down in big moments. He's not DeAndre Jordan. He's not Dwight Howard. Um, but Frazier, Curbelo, Grandison, uh, you know, or I guess Frazier, Plummer, Grandison, Curbelo, I know is kind of creeping into that high 70s. I know he didn't shoot it well today, but, you know, five for five against Iowa, um, he's shown that he can be dependable there. So it's going to come down to that, right? It's going to come down to that in the tournament. And it's come down to converting the easy ones. And I think if you can do those things, the defense seems to be in good shape. And, um, you know, and you got knocked down some shots too. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there, there's really much else. I, rebounds are within two, assists are within one, turnovers are within one. Indiana just converted more shots from two of the three levels. Illinois won the, the three-point competition, but when Indiana is making a, a higher percentage in the paint and, and from the free throw line in, in a game where the team that scores the most points wins, uh, that's, that's going to set you up in, in Illinois not being able to do that. I didn't think turnovers, although all, it seemed like every turnover tended to be costly here today, uh, turnovers weren't a, an issue um, it, it just came down to, to making shots and, and really the, the shots that you needed to make in those five foot or less and knocking down free throws. Yeah, Corbello was shooting 80% from the free throw line coming in and all of those free throws he hit on Sunday down the stretch were huge. And then today he, he misses four in a row. I, you, 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 such is life and humans and, and basketball, you know, it, it doesn't always fall that way. And the shots didn't fall for the Illini today, and they lose in the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament. Those are our keys to the game, brought to you by Hickory River Smokehouse and Hickory Point Bank. Coming up to the end, we got to get to Scott Beatty for the end of baseball. We'll have Illini guys in lieu of sports talk later because I, I, I've got to reschedule some radio stations. So we'll get into all that and wrap it up after this. One play, two plays. We got to get that line played three times here in the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Disappointing loss for Illinois against Indiana today. They bow out early of the Big Ten tournament, 65-63. But there, there there's a, a bigger game guaranteed ahead next week, either Thursday or Friday, and that's what the Illini are preparing for now after they journey back from Indianapolis after losing to the Hoosiers 65-63. And in the Fasteners Etc. postgame show here with Mike Latulip and Evan Kahn, it's been a, a lively conversation. Had a number of fans calling in on the First State Bank fan line. Plenty of texts here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Nobody is, is ever content with an Illinois loss, especially when you're missing free throws and, and you're missing layups. But... Uh, the, the the big games are, are still to come, and uh, we're looking forward to next week. Yeah, and you look at the issues that there were today. And I've talked about it. You know, these were completely, you know, complete defensive breakdowns, and you know that that would be more of what would concern me um, heading into the tournament because that's especially when you're a four seed playing a thirteen seed, that's where you win the game. Uh, you're going to win the game, obviously, with Kofi. There's no, there's no 13 seed that's going to match up with Kofi. So you automatically have an advantage there. So the way you separate yourself is by forcing tough shots. That's how you grow a lead, by out-rebounding him. They did that today. Uh, they forced tough shots today. I know Xavier Johnson got going a little bit, but he's 5 for 15. You know, and they forced him into those 
15 to 17 footers. That's what that defense is designed to do. So I think they've been clicking on that end. And, and look, it's it's March. It's the NCAA tournament. And if you get hot from three, you, you ride that wave. And I, this team's certainly capable of doing it. And uh, a texter asking, yes, BB, BVB was available today, but he did not get any run in the game. Um, so looking to, to get him back uh, for, for the NCAA tournament, or he is back. We'll, we'll see if he gets some run in the NCAA tournament. Definitely want to get Jacob Grandison back for next weekend's game. He was pictured not in the sling today, so I would rule that as encouraging, but uh, nothing definitive as we look ahead to the NCAA tournament. We got one more break, and then we'll wrap. Well, I don't know what more can be said, Mike Latulip. Uh, the, the Big Ten season is over. Illinois out of the Big Ten tournament, but uh, Selection Sunday coming up, and we'll find out Illinois' next opponent after that. As always, man, appreciate you chatting. Yeah, thanks for, for hanging out here on the post-game show with me. Warding off all of the, the arms that are coming from left and right, but we appreciate all the passionate callers, texters, listeners, podcast tuner, inners that we have. You know, you guys are, are all great, and, and we'll be back. Don't you worry. Next week, we'll have all of the details as the games come available. Don't forget to tune in to Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk tomorrow at 9 with Steve and Lauren. They'll have more on this game. With that, so for Michael Tulip, for Ali Adams, who was very helpful behind the scenes answering all the calls today here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5, we send you now to Illinois baseball. The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.